What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone. This week, we're talking to Alicia Davon of The Davon Method. Alicia and her partner, Irwan, have been teaching singles and couples how to have exceptional romantic relationships over the past 25 years. Irwan and Alicia combine their educational backgrounds in psychology and aspects of Zen Buddhism to provide a framework that improves connection with the self and others. So we chatted with Alicia about the five key elements of a relationship, sustaining new relationship energy, and just a touch about extended orgasm. Enjoy this week's conversation and take care of yourself out there. Well, we are sitting with Alicia Davon from uh, the Davon Method, and um, Alicia, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to you to uh, introduce yourself to our listeners. And uh, give us a sort of like the elevator pitch. What is the Davon Method all about? Well, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be with you both. Um, and let's see. Well, my husband, Erwan, and I created the Davon Method. We're a married couple. We live in San Francisco, and we've been working with both singles and couples uh, over the last 25 years. And the Davon Method is all about supporting 
both singles and couples and having rocking romantic lives, rocking sex lives, um, anywhere from getting into a romantic relationship, dating successfully, all the way to being in a relationship for months and months and years and years and keeping it hot and sexy. And um, the Davon Method has five parts, which I can lay out if you want. It's kind of like the span of what we address that we've found over the last 25 years that make for good relationships. So do you want me to lay out the five parts? Oh, hell yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, here we go. So <laughs> I will start by saying just as a word about Erwan, because he founded our organization 10 years before we had even met. His background includes degrees in psychology and living in a Zen monastery and being the director of a yoga ashram and studying with a kind of sensual research community and leading big worldwide seminars and things like that. So that was him. I have a background uh, in psychology and a master's degree and training as a therapist. So in the Davon method, we dive into psychology pretty intensely, you know, because that's what's at the root of a lot of relationship issues and sex issues. So we support people in bringing awareness to our unconscious psychological patterns that are driving us. And then we go into the, whatever we want to call this, the spiritual realm, like really connecting to the core of who you are. And then with that awareness, learning chemistry, masculine, feminine dynamics, how to mm have that interplay between the masculine and the feminine really be at the forefront and fun and sparkly. Then we go into all sorts of other relationship skills to move through the stages successfully. And then the fifth piece is sexual. So cultivating your sexual potential, including having extended states of pleasure and orgasm in your body. So those are the five parts. I could talk forever about any of them, <laughs> but I'll just stop there um, for, for the moment. Would this be the same uh, five key elements of a relationship that I found on your website? Indeed. So, so we've got co consciousness, contact, chemistry, choreography, and cultivation. Yeah. When couples come to you or singles come to you for working, can you, are you going in at any one of those points or do you sort of have a, a map and a, and a, and sort of a path that they all take? That's a really good question. So in one of our courses in particular, a weekend intensive course called the pleasure course, we go through the method in that order, right? Cause we're kind of presenting the method and laying it out and diving deeply into it. But when people come to work with us, we really start where the person or the couple is, you know, sometimes they'll come in presenting more directly sexual issues. Sometimes it's a matter of just having time and space for the relationship, you know, like people that are just so great and they're in love and things are good, but they have no time and no space. Mm -hmm. So addressing lifestyle stuff, sometimes it's more chemistry. Sometimes there's psychological things that need to be worked through. So we include all of them, but we kind of weave them together. However, is necessary um, for the person or the couple is, is like, would you say that a lot of the consciousness is that okay, I'd love to start there. Cause the, I, I, mm. I think that uh, I'm assuming a lot of that is inspired by the, the Zen 
um, background that I think you both have um, that I read about. Would, it would, would you say that's accurate? Yes. It's the consciousness of your relationship patterns actually is a product of, yes, the background of spiritual development and also the psychological development because the consciousness, at least how we say it, you know, in our method is consciousness of our relationship patterns, you know, like so often we're just you know, as human beings, we're going for our lives. We feel the way we feel. We have the same fights over and over again, or relationships end in the same way every time. And we're either blaming ourselves or blaming the other person and we get stuck. So when we can bring light to like, oh, okay, what am I doing here? (laughs) Why do I, I keep ending up either feeling this way or acting this way or writing people off or whatever it is, then we can actually do something about it, then we can learn to move through it. So it is, it's consciousness and awareness in a, I'd say spiritual sense, but it's also shining that light right on our minds and how they work. Mm. Yeah. I I think that's, I mean, you know, just thinking about like my own past relationships or thinking about relationships that my, you know, peers have been in over the last few years. um, I feel like that's one thing that a lot of people don't like actively think about. You know, like you just get in a relationship, it feels good. You're doing it because it just, you know, it it seems like the natural steps. And then once you're in it, if you don't have that, that, that sort of, um, like self-awareness, self-awareness of like what is actually happening, which I think a lot of people just don't do again. It's like, we've talked about this fuck thousands of times over and over again, but like, you know, we're not taught how in, in school, you know, when it comes to like sex education or education in general, we're not taught how to communicate. We're not taught how to be with others, um, outside of just, you know, particularly in conflict. I yes. feel like. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And so like, you just kind of, you kind of just go into almost like autopilot, uh, I think a lot of people. And, and so there, there is this lack of consciousness when it comes to cultivating a, a, a romantic relationship. Um, like what, when you have people coming to you as clients, what are the, what are some of those things when, when, when coming to the, the consciousness piece, like what are some of the things that you encourage couples or even single people to kind of think about as they, as they come into a new relationship or even as they are, you know, trying to develop a, an already long-standing relationship, things that maybe they haven't really thought about? It's a great question. And we do just go in on autopilot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because romance and new relationships can be so intoxicating and fun and that first stage of relationship where it's just like the chemistry is rolling and it's novel. And, you know, who wants to think about our heads and our minds and our patterns and our issues, right? Nobody. And you kind of don't have to almost in the beginning sometimes, but inevitably as the relationship moves on, these things come up. Right. And let's see, you can't really get away from your childhood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the things we encourage, you know, that we teach in our classes or for working privately with people is, you know, like inquiry into our conditioning, what we were taught, how our parents' relationship went, how we feel towards our parents or our caregivers. All of these are like little clues, like little things that we pick up and kind of absorb into our little bodies and into our psyches and end up playing out. So 
just kind of looking at that, inquiring into that. Um, and our work and is very um, experiential. So it's good to think about these things, right? Maybe analyze and talk about it. That's just part of it. It's also feeling it in the body. You know, yesterday I was giving an example. You know, I was working with this woman. She's um, probably in her late 50s. I don't know exactly how old she is, but she's been married and divorced a couple of times. And she was really wanting to get into a relationship. And as we were inquiring, what she saw was that she tends to go for men that quote unquote need help. Right. Mm. And then she goes and helps them and she takes care of them and she's the wise one and they end up disappointing her in the end. Right. And so mm. as she inquired into it and she felt and she felt the sadness and the emptiness and the hopelessness and all of these feelings that we just carry around <laughs> don't really feel. So there's a lot more I could say about it, but to answer your question, it's, it's inquiring and looking at the past and what might be showing up in the present and just feeling into it versus having to analyze it perfectly. This might, this might be a stupid question, but like just kind of tying back to that, uh, that point you made about um, just how, how effortless uh, relationships can sometimes feel when we're in that new relationship energy phase. Um, I was having this conversation with my girlfriend like a couple of days ago and, uh, we were talking about that, that NRE phase and, mm -hmm. and, you know, it, I, I was saying, I, I still, you know, we've been together for a few months and I'm like, I'm still hardcore in that phase. Like it's the, you know, the dopamine is still hitting me like a ton of bricks. Like there's endorphins running like crazy. And, um, and she, she was saying the, you know, that she was feeling the same way. And then, and then she was like, do you, when do you think that will end? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like when that ended in my past relationships, like how long did that take? And I, I kind of had this thought to myself of whether or not, because again, the way I, I look at it, the way I think about it is it's, it's hormonal. Like it, it's, it's boiled down to like the the dopamine hit that you get when you're with that new person. And I was, I was kind of wondering to myself, like, is it possible to maintain that new relationship energy for a long, why are you, why are you laughing at me, Bridie? I Cause see I'm like, nope. But, but I like, I, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't possible to make like to maintain that, that intensity for a long period of time. But, I, I don't know. Like maybe, I, it, maybe it is, maybe it is possible. Like my, and, and the reason I say that is because, um, you know, because a, I really want it to be true. Well, I do want it to be true, but, but the <laughs> reason, I, the reason I say that is because, um, a bag of, a bag of, uh, sour soothers or like a bag of Skittles that I'll tell you right now, that don't mean it does never stops for me. I keep shoveling those fucking things in my mouth for years and I still love it. It's and I'm 34. I love candy, right? It hit it still hits the same way it hit when I was a kid. So so if that's the case, then maybe maybe there is a possible way to like maintain that NRE um mm -hmm. years and years into the future of a relationship. And so my question I guess for you Alicia is like is do you do you think that it is possible to to kind of like, I don't know, like life hack that NRE into a relationship <laughs> through, maybe it's through these key elements of a relationship. 
Um, but do you think do you think that that's a possibility, or is it, or are we just destined to eventually peter out and come to sort of a plateau at some point eventually? In my experience, it's totally possible. I mean, this is one of our specialties. This is why <laughs> this is good news. I know most yes. people do not believe this or feel, I'm not saying you're jaded, but you know, jaded or just don't experience that or whatever. This is one of our specialties. This is why couples come to work with us. You know, I mean, it's so normal for the excitement, the chemistry, all of that stuff, the NRE that you were just describing to, to fade. I mean, that's almost, I don't know if I'd call it natural, but it's certainly very normal. And it's normal for a few reasons. One, well, three, there's, there's so many reasons. One is we expect that, right? It's the word on the street. Everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, it's fun in the beginning. That's the honeymoon phase. And then it sucks. Or, and then you have to break up and find someone new, or then you just settle in and accept or whatever. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with doing that. You know, there's something comforting about companionship and being with someone for a long time. Fine. Right. But many people are like, I don't want to be in that drift, but we just expect it. So then it sort of happen. So that's the first reason why. Second reason why the novelty wears off because, you know, novelty is newness. Mm -hmm. And when you've been with someone for a while, there's just a lot of the newness just by definition is not new anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the third reason is that as we get deeper into a relationship, I'm thinking of so many more reasons. Third reason is we, we go deeper usually in a sense, right? We get more vulnerable. We might share more things. We might move in together. We might talk about that trauma that happened or talk about our hopes and dreams or show our foibles or whatever. And we go deeper and it oddly becomes almost harder to be physically, sexually intimate. It's almost a little awkward or embarrassing or it's more intimate or something. So that can happen. And then the fourth reason is we get distracted from it. You know, we, the intoxicating NRE, as you're calling it, as I've heard it called, um, it, we, we just sort of get distracted from it and start to focus more on work and whatever it is else we're doing in the relationship, beautiful things like having kids or buying a home or having jobs or whatever it is we do. We stop putting as much attention on the romantic and sexual. Okay. So those are a few of the big reasons why it's not a mystery Mm -hmm. and you can be deliberate about stoking that fire. You do have to be deliberate about it. So it's not like some magic pill or, you know, Erwan and I have that. We have been together for 20 years. We have a child. We have bought homes. We run a business together. Like we do all that life stuff. Mm And it's not like there's something so special about us. It's that we know the leverage points, the what to do to keep the chemistry going deliberately, which Mm -hmm. I can break down for you, but I'll just stop to see if you have anything you want to say about it. It's totally possible. Yeah. Break it down. I would love to hear, I would love to hear that so that um, I can ensure that uh, this happens for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So first things first is you want to have adequate time and space for the relationship. 
as it goes on in time. We can get distracted from that as we start to live our lives day to day together. And date night, yes, everybody knows about date night. That's good. But also pleasure time. You know, Erwan and I have a set of these sensual practices that we teach our students and we do pretty much every day in my calendar and his at 9.15 every day for about 45 minutes is pleasure time. So we do these touching practices. We'll make out, have sex, experience extended orgasm, whatever. It doesn't have to be intercourse every day. It's like some level of touch and connection that's sensual. And these touching practices are great because sometimes as people get on in relationship, and especially after if they have kids, they're kind of like, okay, how do I go from zero to a hundred? Like exhausted and busy to having intercourse, right? Mm -hmm. But these touching practices, like they can, they're gradated. It could just be emotional nurturing touch. It could be a light sensual touch. It could progress into something super sexy. So creating time and space for that. Another element is flirting, (laughs) to keep deliberately flirting with your partner. Having that, whether it's a man and a woman or two women or two men, there's usually some kind of masculine, feminine dynamic or interplay that's there. And you can play with it. You can deliberately comment on the person's outfit or say, oh my God, like that was so sexy when you did this or bring up a really fun topic. When you walk into the kitchen and your first thing is like, hey, will you do the dishes later? You know, or what about the price for the the, the curtains we're getting? You know, <laughs> say something about, oh my God, there's this gorgeous sunset. Let's go take a walk or, oh, that sex was really fun this morning. If you deliberately infuse the situation with fun, sexy things, it will feel more that way. And the third thing I'll say, it goes back to the sensual practice. And this is a very specific thing I'm about to talk about, which is this sensual practice we teach called extended orgasm. It's a clitoral stroking technique. And we have found in our own experience and with other people that practice this, it keeps that sexy, juicy feeling flowing between the two people. You don't even have to have intercourse every day. You're just addressing that heat and sexy, sensual energy in the feminine or the woman's body and letting that flow through the relationship and the masculine gets to enjoy it. And it's like living inside of a yummy, sensual space. So I said a lot there. I'll hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> well, yeah, this like this notion of the extended orgasm is something that I'm very curious about. Um, and especially like, I'm curious, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Um, like for the listener out there right now, who maybe, um, maybe has this relationship with their body where they have had the experience where like orgasming for them is a really tough thing. Yeah. They find it really hard to reach climax um, uh, every single time that they initiate or, or are partaking in sex. Um, So like, you know, you, you, you had mentioned that there's like a, like a technique, like a, a clitoral stroking technique. 
Um, is this something that's 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 just like the same across the board, or obviously it's something that like has to has to um, be be um, catered to the person based on the way that their that their vulva works or the way that their penis works. Yeah. Yes. And I don't always bring up extended orgasm on podcasts and things like that, but obviously I, given the nature of your podcast, I thought it would be a good idea. And many women and men, but you know, you kind of mentioned women more, you know, Mm -hmm. struggle to have orgasm, to have that, what we know is orgasm normally that climax that going over the edge, you know, you often kind of tends to get there or go fast, or maybe you don't, whatever it is, get there. Some women have never had that, or they're not sure, or maybe they can have it alone, but with a partner, it's hard, or, you know, that's so common. Other women are like, yeah, I have orgasms, you know, that's fine. And, and maybe they'd want some more. So I extended orgasm can sound very mysterious, but it's our natural birthright in both male and female bodies. And what it is, is, so you know how in a climax orgasm, it's sort of, you know, whether it's man or a woman, it's like an event, you know, that you get there, it happens, it lasts 10 seconds or maybe longer if you're lucky, and then it's over. Extended orgasm is your body being in a state of deep relaxation and high arousal. And when that happens, our bodies kind of very naturally go into a state of extended orgasm where we're experiencing the signs of orgasm. Masters and Johnson studied these back in the 60s, right? Mm -hmm. There's involuntary contractions of the genitals. And then there's, that's the most important one, obviously that distinguishes it from other things, but then there's like flushing of the skin and increased heart rate and darkness around the eyes and engorgement of the erectile tissue and all sorts of other bodily signs. When we're relaxed and fully in our bodies and aroused enough, our bodies naturally go into that state. So some people think, Ooh, extended orgasm, like having orgasm for minutes, you know, or longer, I would die. (laughs) I would be so tired, (laughs) but it's having a relaxed, pleasurable orientation versus tense and trying to get there. I'm giving you a really long answer. So my, but what I'm trying to say is that anyone's capable of it and it's not performative and it really is all about slowing down and having presence, you know? So if a particular woman's like, you know, maybe she's had some adverse sexual experiences or maybe her clitoris is very, 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 very sensitive or maybe it's kind of numb or whatever, yes, that gives how you might touch her or how she might touch herself to increase the sensation and the sensitivity. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So it sounds to me like what came to mind actually immediately was like the benefits of spending time in Shavasana, um, yeah. like the long Shavasana. Our, our yoga teacher would say that, you know, the magic of Shavasana starts at about 10 minutes, like after you've been laying there for, for that long and then, and then it can get deeper and deeper. So it sounds to me like spending time in that relaxed state, experiencing pleasure, not with a, a goal in mind, but but sustaining a, a like a pleasurable experience for so let's say forty five minutes. Is that, yes. Okay? Yes. Okay. That's you've got it. That's exactly what it is because in the 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 um I don't know what to call it, but kind of the main point is that our bodies it's very natural for our bodies to experience pleasure. And a lot of, especially women have kind of like maybe lost a sense of that, you know? So like you're sharing when you can really slow down and feel like something very naturally starts to happen. Relaxation is such a hard thing. It seems uh-huh. like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially today, especially, especially for today. a lot of folks today. Yeah. Just the, just the idea of even like, you know, for a lot of folks, when I started teaching yoga, I was like, okay, we're getting into Shavasana. And I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that some, for actually for some people laying still is not relaxing. And so mm-hmm. there has to be other ways of getting those same sort of benefits, but maybe, you know, maybe it's in a movement, in a movement practice or a somatic practice. Um, what about those? Like, I, I, I want to just hear that there's a shortcut, but mm-hmm. what, yeah. but Okay, then let's <laughs> let's talk yeah. about that. So yes, I mean, what you know, what I was visualizing um, a yoga teacher that we used to go study with, um, an Ayengar yoga teacher. I just love him, and he had you know with Ayengar yoga. I don't know if you know, but it's just like props. Like it's like everything props. There's a million gazillion props, and between classes, you know, he was this big Greek guy and like very loud. And like his heart was as big as the universe. And he was like this booming voice. 
And he would get really riled up. He was just so passionate. And between classes, he needed to calm down. And he would have his students, he would lay in Shavasana and he'd have his students put like literal weights, like those big circle weights that go on the end of a bar on his body and like sandbags. And he would just lie there with that heavy pressure as an assist, you know, to calm down. And the touching practices that I mentioned earlier are kind of an assist in terms of getting into this orgasmic state, because it's not supposed to be pressure. You're supposed to be some like orgasmic, I don't know, superstar or something. It's the touching practices that we teach. The first one is deep touch where a person might lay, you know, you might lay on your back and then Jeremy, Jeremy, I got your name right. You might sit up by her side and put your hand on her heart and her abdomen and you just oh, like breathe for a few minutes and calm. And then, you know, that might progress at some point to what we call taking touch, which is more of a nice sensual touch that's closed, but you're more kind of lightening the touch and moving to places like the inner thighs or whatever and so forth, wherever you want to be touched. And little by little, your body can relax. I mean, we are huge fans of presence in the body and not really doing anything sexual at all until both people are truly present and there. So if that means, you know, the entire date is, the, you know, the occasion where you're touching is deep touch and that's it, do it. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I feel like. I feel like the the barrier to that is is wanting to do it. I get it like setting it in the calendar and committing to it, but then when the partners, neither partner is holding each other accountable to meet that time, mm. it's just like you know, we've heard it said before, it's like there's a literal laundry list of things I would rather do right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, it's probably laundry, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta fold it. <laughs> when everything's perfect, then I can relax. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. not alone in that. I mean, and I, I feel like that sometimes, you know, I, it's like nine 15 comes around and I've dropped our son off at school and I'm in front of my computer and I'm like, da, da, da. And then nine 15 comes and I'm kind of like, it's just funny as humans. It's so pleasurable to touch and be touched but there's our minds have this resistance to pleasure sometimes. And, mm -hmm. you know, I tell people that, I mean, it's all about your priorities, right? I mean, if you do want to have that touch and chemistry, you know, then you would do the practice and it's okay to, I don't like to say, make yourself do it right. Especially around anything sexual, but you know, if you're in a safe, good situation and your priority really is that you kind of have to be like, okay, I'm just going to go get into that position. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to like make, it's kind of like working out, right? Like who Ooh. actually feels like working out every single time, maybe somebody, but you just get into it. And, and, then, then, and then once you're done it, you're like, fuck, thank God I did that. Always. That was great. Yeah. 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 We've sort of been dancing around. So, you know, we've, we've touched on consciousness. Oh. I, I feel like we've been dancing around uh, contact without actually explicitly saying that we we're going to break that down. Um, and, and I know in those five C's of the five elements of, of a relationship, consciousness, contact, you've also, we've also got chemistry, choreography, and cultivation. Um, where does chemistry play into all of this? Like what, what is, what is that element? And, and is it, is it, is it as simple as, you know, uh, 
uh, activating the consciousness and 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 committing to the contact, and that and that's going to drive up the chemistry, or or is there more to it? Well, it certainly makes it easier, you know, because um, like you both, I think we're saying. I mean, it's just so easy to get distracted, right? And there's what I find when people come to work with us, both single and in a relationship, what people are looking for is chemistry, you know, mm-hmm. is that that juicy, that thing that distinguishes romantic or sexual relationships from friendships and certainly family relationships, right? Mm-hmm. We want that. It's missing, And the pathway to that involves dealing with our minds. Our bodies have no problem being turned on, right? They just don't. I mean, our bodies, I've never met anybody in my 20 years of doing this where like their body didn't work, Mm. right? It's, It's our minds. So the consciousness and the contact, that kind of makes it easier because you've really, whether you've done some meditation or you've distinguished, oh, I'm perfectionistically trying to get it all done before I can relax that work ethic thing that's in our culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. It kind of frees our mind up, but you all, you don't have to go through a big process every time you want to be turned on or have chemistry. You know, mm-hmm. there's ways that you can interact with the opposite sex that will bring turn on, you know, with Erwan, sometimes we'll be like, blah, blah around the house. Like we've had a work meeting and now I'm at my computer and he's making lunch and it just feels very like the, and I want to flirt a little. So I'll just deliberately kind of go and be like, Hey babe, you know, and give him the eyes and give him a kiss or something. And like, right, right away is that yummy energy. So gosh, I'm even forgetting what your question is, but there's a lot of specific ways of interacting with each other that if we just Mm. kind of do them that's where the chemistry comes from yeah it's there i mean yeah we're so as human beings we can be victimized by chemistry like well it was there and now it's not and Mm. i guess Mm -hmm. i should find someone else or no you can deliberately create it with some Mm -hmm. practice i uh that uh oh god something that you said clicked with something that's been on my mind lately um, in terms of being out in the world. I was just been talking about this with my girlfriends and, uh, and this sort of contorting or like guarding, or I don't know what it is that I, I think that we've probably been doing for the last, you know, 20 <laughs> years of like, okay, like I'm, I'm in a social situation and, you know, maybe my partner's not here. Maybe I'm meeting new people and, And like, I'm, or I'm talking to a a friend of the opposite sex and it's like, it's like playful, but I got to be careful that like, it's not misunderstood. And so it's, I, I think that sort of like a struggle all the time or that sort of like other self-awareness, it's like always watching and, and sort of dictating how you behave or how you don't behave gets in the fucking way when you go home in your relationship. And like Ugh. how to set that, like a lifetime of that down. I love that you're bringing this up because this is what most women struggle with, you know, is we have a conflicted relationship with our sexuality and it comes from conditioning and culture and society and all of these ways where we're given 
such mixed messages about being sexual, right? Like, okay, well, you're going to get unwanted attention and you kind of deserve it because you put it out there. Or we've had, you know, even worse adverse sexual experiences or there's shame or religious conditioning or, you know, but then, okay, we'll be sexy. It's just so confusing. Um, We have like a whole series in our mastery of relationship class. It's called female sexual psychology that Mm -hmm. explores all of that, that split that's in most of us. Like we, we have that ravenous sexual appetite, but Mm -hmm. we also have blocks and have to be concerned. Mm -hmm. It's tough. (laughs) So I'm glad that you're bringing it up. Like it's just to name it. Um, you know, I don't have, obviously the full, um, solution to that, but some things I'll put out there are, I like to think of our sensual energy as women as a dial. You know, we tend to think of it as an on off switch, usually set to off, Mm -hmm. um, because of all the dangers that we've been taught and that actually exist. Um, but if you think of it like a dial, then you can turn it up when you want to turn it down a little bit, if you're walking through a bad neighborhood or you're (laughs) with someone that you think might get the wrong idea and you don't want to deal with that, or, you know, up if you're with your girlfriends and out dancing or you're with your man or, you you know, you want to flirt. So you've got the control and you, you're connected to your, your genitals and your sex center and you get to choose. And The other thing that helps is communication skills. You know, it can be very uncomfortable in situations if you kind of, somebody approaches you that you didn't want, but you know, there's very gracious and straightforward ways just to be like, oh, I'm so flattered, but you know, I'm not feeling it, thanks. (laughs) And then just kind of going in the other direction and so forth. But mostly I'm just so happy that you brought that up because it's a huge deal. Well, I think that in general, things that we have been doing for the last, you know, the last 30, I'm 38. So let's Mm say, you know, probably more than 20 years um, that there's so much and it comes to light, you know, it's coming to light with, with, with the stuff that's going on in the States with abortion and, and all of that. It's like, uh, like just like struggling through all of the all of the things that are present right now in our world, but Mm -hmm. also like uh, disentangling from like the world that my mother grew up in or even the world that I was a child in and, and saw things in. So yeah, no, I I think that is really helpful. I like the dial metaphor. Um, Mm. I think that works for me big time. Yeah. I I'm curious about the choreography piece. Mm. Um, are we talking about dancing or what's the, uh, (laughs) TikTok. (laughs) We had, yeah, I know. Well, we had to get a C in there for this. So choreography, (laughs) right. Um, and and we're referring to dancing, meaning dancing through the stages of romantic relationships successfully. So Mm. I'll keep this part brief because this is a huge piece, but basically we've, you know, we were never given a roadmap of what, what to do in each of the stages of relationship, meaning, you know, how do you go from nothing, you know, not knowing the person or being friends to kind of dating or something kind of sexy? How do you go from there to the middle game of relationship and, you know, being boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever the configuration is? How do you go from there to maybe a soulmate, long-term committed relationship, whatever that looks like for you? So that whole piece of our method has to do with all of the skills 
that we've discovered make each stage successful. You know, when there's the dating new and exciting stage that has a lot to do with flirting and having fun and being turned on. The middle game of relationship has a tone of, you know, vulnerability and depth, but you don't leave behind the fun and the flirting and the turn on. (laughs) And then you carry all these stages through to the maybe more committed long-term relationship, which involves commitment and, you know, spiritual connection and so that's like a very brief way of sharing what choreography is. Mm. Oh, I like that. So it's how you get from one point to the next point. Without stepping on each other's toes. <laughs> you know? So fucking up the waltz. Is it a waltz? Uh, it could be. Or break dancing. I mean, whatever, you, whatever <laughs> your uh, dancing dance of choice is. <laughs> um, uh, Alicia, I, this, has been, this has been such a delight. I... I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are curious to know where they can find the work that you and, and your partner do. Um, where, where are you guys located? Where can they find you? How can they stay up to date with the work that you're up to? Yes, sure. So first of all, I'll say that anybody who's listening, that's like, oh, you know, I could use some support with this. I'd like to know more about their classes. We can set up a one-on-one conversation. I call it a love life consultation. They're free. Um, You can set one up by texting 415-308-9580. I'll also give you a link people can click because of the location. Maybe the text won't work as well, but that'll be a one-on-one conversation and you can share with me what's going on in your love life and I can coach you a little and it looks like we can support you. I'll lay out our programs. We have all of our work online. Um, group classes, private coaching, extended orgasm training, all sorts of things. So that's the main way people can contact me. And then if people are like, I just want to look at their website or something, I'm not ready for a call. (laughs) You can go to DavonMethod.com and you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at DavonMethod. Amazing. Amazing. This has been uh, such a treat. Thank you. Um, and, uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners really appreciate some of the stuff that you've, uh, brought to light here. This has been really fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I loved all your questions. <laughs> all right. There we have it folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation that we just had. And, uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast further, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. And uh, if you want to uh, support the podcast even further than that, which you can. Wow. You can go to- so kind and thoughtful and generous. So generous. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on. Uh, to become a patron and help us uh, keep this podcast afloat. Well, if you want to reach out to us, turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com is always open for all of your messages. That's the best way to get in touch. If you have a question for us, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show, or if you just want to send us a little love note, uh, email money transfer, uh, all of that. Sex toy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're our email inbox is open to you. That is it for this week. Until next week. Why don't you go touch yourself?
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.